I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I mean, that's just fucked, isn't it, really? That's just a real, like, oh, you thought you could have a nice thing. How silly are you? I went fucking mad when Richarlison equalised, you know? I genuinely did. I went fucking mad. And then that kind of serotonin spike back into the pits. <sighs> Fuck. There's a lot to be said that we went 3 0 down at Anfield. We fought back. We got back to 3 3. Played very well in the second half. Yes, there's there's a lot to be said about that. But right now, <laughs> in this moment in time, it's just gutting. Like, it's really gutting. That's just so shit. And the fact fucking Jota shouldn't even be on the pitch. I, Lucas Moura arguably shouldn't be on the pitch either, but for a different reason... Diogo Jota should have been sent off. How the fuck he didn't get a red card for that high boot? I have no idea. No idea whatsoever. It's... Man. Just a narrative, isn't it? You know, Richarlison coming off the bench, getting booed, scoring the equaliser. Takes his shirt off, does a big celebration, gets a yellow card and then we lose anyway. Seconds later... I mean, this is a, just a fucking pig of a season. Really is. Like, yes, questions need to be asked. Why did we go 3-0 down in the first place? But the type of spirit that Mason's obviously instilling into the into the team to be able to fight back in that way is great. The fact that that's... Oh, gutting... Absolutely gutting. I know they will be trying to draw positives, so I don't know, but you'd assume that Mason and his coaching staff will be drawing the positives from that second half, the fight back that the players showed. But I mean, that's ruined momentum, right? The sort of momentum that you'd be hoping for from coming back at Anfield and drawing 3-3 is very different. The spirit in the camp, the mood in the camp. Whereas now, they could be forgiven for just thinking like, fuck, what can we do? We try our best and that happens again. I don't know. Maybe, you know... Professional athletes aren't wired that way, but the first, what, 15, 20 minutes again with 3 0, 3 0 down again. Oh, oh, it's just. 
It's just not the one, is it? It's really just not the one. Look, this is this is literally recorded on the final whistle. So if you are if you listen to this t tomorrow morning, if you listen to this in a couple of days' time, whenever, like, remember this is raw. This is recording on the on the full time whistle. So I'm allowed to feel a bit gutted about this, as I'm sure many other people are, because oh, fuck, man. I just, I, I, you know, because, like I say, there are positives, but there's an overwhelmingly fucking massive negative, which is that they went and won it when we thought we'd at least, at least got it back. You know, we'd shown a bit of spirit. I can't, but I cannot believe that Jota didn't get a red card, though. That the boot, like it wasn't even one of those ones where you kind of like oh, skip sort of bending down, they meet in the middle. Joe's boot is high, it's dangerous play. He studied him in the head. I don't know, man, it's just annoying. We never get anything up at Anfield, never, ever. Always away, probably always away, it will be. Um. Yeah, I'm. I don't know. It's annoying. Three 0 down. Finding ourselves in that position again. I'm just going to ramble on this one. I can't. I'm just going to do the player ratings and do it. I'm just. I'm actually quite gutted about that, and I just don't really feel like I'm going to be able to say much. It's really that constructive. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Uh, Fraser Forster, I thought, yeah, I thought he's generally quite good. Um, honestly, I, I couldn't really say if he could have done better with any of the goals or not. I feel like was it their sex so their third one was a penalty. I feel like their second one he got beaten from an angle where I thought he might have been able to save it, but that feels you know pedantic. 
I generally focus more on the defensive errors, to be honest, that led to the goals. I thought Forster is just, he's sturdy, you know, he's the best backup keeper I've probably seen us have in, well, I don't know, for however long. I guess since Cudicini, maybe. Um, <clears throat> I feel way more assured having him in goal than Larice now. Um, I think he's good in the air. He's good with his feet. Yeah, I like him. Um, Christian Romero. Much like I was saying. <coughs> <clears throat> Much like I was saying the other week, um, well, the other week, the other day, a lot of his game is characterised by rashness, by immaturity, by not keeping his head. Um, somebody said to me on Twitter, uh, let me have a look, I want to give him credit because it was a good point. Uh, I keep doing this, but it's, it's hard, you know, man, like, you know what it's like on Twitter, like, stuff comes and goes, and I fucking tweet so much, it's... Hard to remember what somebody responded to or not. Um, where is it? Where am I? Yeah, Nickabacker um, says Romero is a vibes player who can't be trusted when things are going badly. I've loved watching him, but he very clearly can't wait for the season to be over. Uh, yeah, I'd agree. Um, a lot of people are, you know, basically in response, because I, I, I tweeted something again saying that, like, you know, I think he's a very good player, but I wouldn't be averse. I wouldn't be crying if we got a good offer for him and sold him. That's kind of how I feel. I feel that we need just more dependable, solid players. And I think Romero... I, yes, I definitely agree. I think he, I think he's a very talented player. I think we'd see much more from him, a much better performance from him if he had a proper midfield, shielding him, if he had a decent centre-back partner. Um, but I do think he is personally culpable as well. I mean, that the penalty was, is on him. It's rash. It's just poor decision making and it's rash. And you know, I I think he's a, I think he's a very very talented footballer. I'm just wondering if you know if we did get offered a decent, but I don't know who buys him. But nobody's got any money, so probably nobody. Because you don't want to sell him for less than fifty, sixty million pounds, do you? And probably for that amount of money, there's players during uh, Timber. Uh, Ajax probably go for similar, maybe close to a hundred. I'm, but you know he'd go for big money. So he's not a, he's not the the main thing on Romero is he's not a priority, right? He's not a priority to replace. My point is more just where we offered some decent money for him. <sighs> Sorry, um, I don't think I'll be against it. Eric Dyer, appalling. It just, just very, very, very bad. That momentum he built at the start of the season is just completely left him now, hasn't it? 
he just seems scared. He seems to be completely playing within himself constantly. Doesn't seem to read the game very well, if at all. You know? It's, it's, A lot of people seem to be suggesting, I don't know if the Samite care, I'm not sure if it's something Paul O'Keefe has said or something. People t- tend to treat his word as gospel. Um, a lot of people seem to believe that his contract has already been signed and it will be announced at some other point. But I think it maybe does make a bit more of a statement to sell him or to let him go because... just doesn't doesn't feel right really anymore does it I feel like he'd as I've said plenty of times on here I feel like he'd be having a better career elsewhere and we'd be able to stop falling back on him I think Pochettino wanted to sell him years ago <laughs> he's, our, he's our first choice um, yeah Ben Davies, good to have him back. I thought he was pretty solid today um, for the most part. I'm sure somebody will say actually he was at fault for this part, but I like having Ben Davies back, give him a new contract. Pedro Porro, uh, awful, I thought, today. Um, we got some thrust from him in the second half, I guess. And he definitely needs to be judged when he's playing in a more functioning team. But also, he's kind of one of the pieces that we signed to make the team more functioning again. Again, it's one of those things, isn't it? It's it's like we can look at the situation that these players are in, but we can also see where they're culpable individually. And Poro hasn't set the world alight, you know? Oliver Skip. Uh, I think Skippy's a good player. I do. Um, I like him. Literally got kicked in the face by Diogo Jota. So that's that. Again, I, I've said it previously, I don't think his decision making is always the best, but when there's two of them there in the in centre midfield, I mean, we. We looked miles better as soon as we had three in midfield, right? When Saar came on. It's no surprise. Um, but I like Skippy, so that's about that. Um, Hoybier. I thought, actually, to be fair, when we started growing into it in the second half, he was starting to be quite decent, quite effective. Um, carried the ball quite nicely a few times, actually. Um, but that the first half, he just he just gets lost. I mean, ultimately, the formation just doesn't do any of these players any favours. But I do, I've just got the earworm now with Hoybier, Mindworm, I guess. Where it is like, he just characterises so much of this miserable period of Spurs. And I just think, maybe try and sell him. Even Perisic... Actually, an all right game again from him today. 
Haven't dug him out for ages. Haven't felt the need to because he's actually been really good since Conte's gone. Good assist for Harry Kane. And I think he proved to be a bit of a menace for most of the game to Liverpool. Dejan Kulisevsky, not really a day to remember for him. Can't really think of much that he did, to be honest. Hummingson, absolutely lovely goal. Lovely touch, lovely finish. Didn't really... No, I think he, he harried. I think he was a nuisance. Um, but... <clears throat> I don't think he got too many opportunities to shine, but when he was presented with one, he took it superbly. I mean, it was it was a beautiful touch from Sonny as well, and it was a great finish. Um, it's good to see he's got that in him. Harry Kane, fantastic finish. I thought it was kind of you know people weren't didn't really make a big deal of it because I guess it was after we were three nil down. But I thought he was, uh, yeah, I thought he was okay for most of today. It's probably going to be another one of these games where people say, "What game were you watching?" But you know, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really get a lot of that. I was seeing a lot of like in the Man United game, people saying that's one of Kane's best ever halves of football as a playmaker and whatever. I didn't really see it. I, I, you know, I I felt that was one of those games where I was like, "What game were you all watching?" I just thought he was doing what he usually does, and you know, some of it works, some of it doesn't. But today, good finish. Um, he badges the referees a lot for our decisions and stuff, which I think is is good. We need more players that do that. Um, he just he knows he knows how to play the game, doesn't he? He knows how to game it. Um, I thought Saar was great when he came on. I thought Saar was really, really good for, yeah, for the for the entirety of his appearance. And it just changes the dynamic completely, doesn't it? When we've got that three in midfield. Uh, Danjuma, there's you know nothing to report. Is uh, Richarlison? <laughs> it's just, I swear he's cursed. Honestly, I think the lad is cursed. Comes on, scores his first Premier League goal. I think, yeah, first Premier League goal for Spurs. Away at Anfield. And he doesn't get to enjoy that. We don't get to enjoy it. He doesn't get to enjoy it. I mean, I, I don't know how intentional the goal was or not, but I, I don't care. Went in. Um, Lucas Moura. What can I fucking say, man? I'm not going to say anything that other people aren't ranting about on Twitter right now. Um, what a shambles. What an absolute shambles. Um, I just... There is plenty... At least in a mentality sense, there's plenty to take from this game. Plenty of positives. But there's still a fuckload of negatives, right? And, yeah. It looked like it was going the way of Newcastle again, didn't it? Looked like we were going to get done 6-1 or something. Um, obviously, they rallied well to stop that from happening. But still... That fucking hurts, man. That hurts to get back into it. And 
have that better be taken. But do you know? Do you know what? What one thing I will say, and this again, this heightens my sense of VAR being shit. It hurts a lot, but it hurts in a very entirely different way to having a goal. Like remember the Sporting goal in the Champions League that we still never seen the three D renders of of Kane being apparently offside that got chalked off. When goals like that are chalked off by VAR, last minute winners, that's a horrible, disgusting, empty feeling. Conceding a last minute winner after you've just scored a last minute equaliser is a horrible, empty feeling, but it stands up as a, well, we fucked that. We fucked that and we've got to blame ourselves for that and that's annoying and we'll carry that forward it's not the same feeling of just emptiness that just somebody looking at a screen somewhere saying nope no goal has so bin VAR basically um, because I'm guessing I'm assuming the rule is right they didn't give Jota a red card because he got given a yellow card on the pitch they didn't even look at it after that point. Konate um, all over Richarlison. How that wasn't a penalty. I don't get it. Like I don't. I don't understand. I don't understand the inconsistency with VAR, and I know I'm not alone on that. So it's just man howls into abyss. I get this. Um, but yeah, fuck the vibe of this. Honestly. <laughs> I, was, I was, couldn't wait to come bounding onto this and just fucking talk about like the galvanising mentality, the galvanising effect that Mason's obviously had on the mentality of the squad. Has that gone away? I don't know. Is it for you know for for a Lucas Moura error? Does that invalidate that? Probably not. But now doesn't feel like the time really to focus on that. Because it's miserable and it's shitty and it's painful to lose in that way. Especially to Liverpool. To see a smug little rat like Harvey Elliott celebrating it in the way that he does. Ah, There's just so much about him that I can't stand. Jurgen Klopp, the way he is. But you know... They conceded three goals at home to Tottenham, so they ain't that good either. That's a shit one. Um, yeah, this is one to do a pod with somebody else because I'm I'm just gonna ramble tonight. So um, I put out a free preview pod ahead of this game to give everyone a flavour of what it's like behind the paywall, and you can sign up on BuyMeACoffee.com-tetrunk. If you can, great. Thanks. Thank you very much. Thank you to everybody that has signed up already. If you want to send me some voice notes or any questions for the podcast, please do so to trunk at gmail.com or just send me a DM or whatever on Twitter. If you're... I've sort of made this the catchphrase for it now, but if you're sick of Spurs but not sick of hearing my voice... Listen to BYOB, Bring Your Own Blockbuster Podcast. Myself and Ben Haynes talking about loads of films. It's good. 
latest episode out Monday, tomorrow, Truman Show. <sighs> Fuck. Fuck you, Tottenham, honestly. Fucking fuck you, Tottenham. Fuck you, Liverpool. Fuck you, Diogo Jota. Just fuck this fucking season, man. Let's just hope Man City can fucking hold on and stop that lot from doing it because that would just be too much. (laughs) Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.